So Derek, I got a question for you. Shoot. Did you happen to scoop up the Oreo Cakesters that just came back? <sighs> Sadly, no. I've been looking. I've really been looking, but they're nowhere to be found around me. You check in your Walmarts? I did. My Walmarts are dry. There's nary a thing on the shelves, if I'm being honest. It's like an apocalypse out there. No doubt. Did you do you have these before? Dude, I grew up on Oreo Cakesters. It's kind of crazy. Like, I think while they were out, I probably, my sister and I, went through a pack a week in our lunch boxes. So we kind of lived off of those things for a long time. Nice. Well, I'll let you know that they're pretty much just as good as they used to be. Uh, they're exactly how I remember them being. So I don't know if you noticed, but they added the, uh, the Nutter Butter Cakesters. You see them? I did. I did see those. And that's kind of the one that I'm after if I'm able to find it because I have, you know, I love the regular Oreo ones. They're delicious and I would definitely eat them again, but I'm just very intrigued by that peanut butter cakester there. Oh man, they're they're good. So I went through, uh, I think I went through two boxes already. Now that's not, I'm not, I'm telling you, I'm not a fat ass. So it's not just me eating them, <laughs> but they are pretty amazing. I probably could eat both of them myself. And it's one of them things that I feel like uh, I probably could have seen these coming out the same time the original Oreo cakesters came out. So, uh, I don't know, just kind of a cool little thing that they brought a new cake. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that they never released those way back in the day. Uh, it just sort of makes sense, I think. But, hey, I, I'm not an executive of a company, even though I probably <laughs> should be. Hire me, Nabisco, goddammit. <laughs> but anyways, I just wanted to say that it's really great that all this, like, really cool nostalgic food is coming back again. Like few years ago, uh, probably five or six years ago, we had Surge back again. Just recently, we had Pepsi Blue. Crystal Pepsi manages to come back every once in a while and is coming back this summer. Uh, we got Dunkaroos back on shelves with more varieties coming. Just this past month, we got Cream Savers back, and you can all thank Jay from Purple Stuff for bringing them back. <laughs> <laughs> I Man, I loved uh, Cream Savers, and I haven't been able to find those either, um, but that's the one that I'm really after. Uh, we, when I was a kid, we used to have two hard candies in the backseat of our car to keep us uh, quiet as a kid on car rides. Yeah. Um, we had the cream savers, and then I don't know if you ever had them, but Baskin Robbins actually came out with a line of hard candies back in the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do remember the Baskin. They came in like that really pretty typical Baskin Robbins packaging, like the pink, the bright pink. Yeah, yeah, and those yeah. are pretty good. But I always had a, a soft spot for the strawberry cream savers, and again, sold out everywhere around me. Um, but I have a a really funny, quick little story. Um, Hit me with it. I wasn't able to have cream savers for a while, even before they were discontinued, because my really? sister went and ruined the experience of that hard candy for us. Because one day in the back seat. She popped one of those cream savers and then started choking on it. <laughs> so in the middle of uh, the highway, my mom had to pull over to the breakdown lane and then pull her out of her seat and uh, give her the little Heimlich maneuver. And then, needless to say, from there on out, we weren't allowed to have hard candy anymore. So that's like my white whale. I've been after that ever since wow. that fateful day when my sister absolutely ruined cream savers for me how the fuck is your sister still alive first she takes your grandparents know, heart medicine <laughs> and then she's choking to death on cream savers in a backseat and then oh, you know this God. past summer she got her tonsils out as a an adult and almost bled <laughs> out on the table so dude i remember you I, saying I don't that know. it's kind of crazy oh jilly can't take her anywhere i guess
really can't, really can't. But anyways, as you can blatantly tell, nostalgia and junk food runs hand in hand with us 90s kids. So right here, right now, I'd like to take a minute and talk about some items that maybe me and you would like to see come back. And I have listed right now five items that we could talk about. Wow, that's kind of crazy because I also have five items listed. You know, it's so weird that we always come together and we just magically have these items to talk about at hand. I know, it's almost like you give me a prompt ahead of time and then I just <laughs> do it like some schoolwork. Oh, schoolwork. This is the only good schoolwork I've ever done. Same. Well, who wants to go first? Mm, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Google and I'm going to flip a virtual coin. We've, oh. we've not done this on this show. Do you want heads or tails? Oh, I'm going with heads. Heads? Heads, right. heads I go first. Heads, you go first. All right, here we go. Yeah. We got heads. You're going first. Oh, shit. Thank you, Google. I love you. <laughs> Stop spying on me. We're heroes in a half show. We're making a surprise. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pie. Spread from the sewers to you. Their minds are delicious. You know that's true. Because they're filled with mutagen goo. They're the tastiest, flakiest, greatest crust. Even better than our pizza. And it's green like us. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pie. So this is the uh, first junk food show in a probable series that we'll be doing from here on out. Uh, I feel like I have to start this one off again with something that's kind of just me and everybody knows I'm going to pick it. And that is Hostess Ninja Turtle Pies. Oh, God, what a shock. Who could have seen this coming? Right, yes. right. Yes, yes, I know exactly what this is. I was, I don't think, alive at the time that they were out, but... This is like the darling of the online junk food community. This is like the one that everybody seems to have a soft spot for. So I've seen hundreds and hundreds of photos at this point of these Ninja Turtle pies and uh, many, many uh, people reminiscing about it. But I want to hear what they mean to you. I don't care about the rest of the internet. God damn it. If anyone who doesn't know what these are, it's basically like one of those weird gas station pies that you can buy in a box. Uh, these came in bags that obviously had Ninja Turtles artwork on them. They're bright yellow, and uh, a couple of them have, like, the movie stuff all over them from Secret of the Ooze. Uh, how do you feel about these pies in general? Oh, dude, I <laughs> I really genuinely love, as you so lovingly called them, gas station pies. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Like, I have a very vivid memory. Around here, we actually had... Um, like a little hostess bakery because they always had these satellite bakeries all over the country. And so there was one right down the street, and I think they called it like an outlet. So they would bake all this stuff, and then they would put out like fresh stuff in the store for you to buy like that they had baked the same day basically. And okay. I remember my uncle at one point, he came over to my house, and I was in elementary school. He had one of those – uh, like the hostess apple pies and he was eating it at like nine in the morning and I was like oh, what are you eating perfect. at nine in the morning and he's like oh dude this is like the best breakfast ever probably the worst thing to introduce to like a 10 year old kid because I was like I can eat pie for breakfast <laughs> oh yeah yeah totally like way worse than cereal too like this is this sugary pie goodness and <laughs> yes <sighs> but uh, so, so from that moment on I decided to give him a go because before that I was like, I, I feel like uh, uh, kids don't like pie. You know what I mean? Like I feel like <laughs> pie is not a kid food. 
Yeah. No, like you're cake? right. Cake, sure. Ice cream, absolutely. Yeah, and I can't remember a lot of kids eating stuff like this before, honestly. Like, and getting back to this here, like this is probably what it took, like putting turtles all over the fucking covers, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, no, for me, the pies, <laughs> I think I might have been like one of the only kids that I can think of, aside aside from like the Ninja Turtle pie kids, where, right. uh, yeah, I, I love those pies. Because it's just something about like that sugary glaze that they put on the top of it. Oh, yeah. And Heaven. I'm just like, I also have this really weird love and affinity for the wax packs that they put them in. It just feels yeah. like opening an old pack of like trading cards, which is oh yeah, some old know. tops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of kind of cool. So I just love the whole experience. I think they're really great. I have to sort of avert my eyes when I go to a grocery store. Otherwise, I'd always walk out with a box of them, and I don't need that. I just don't need that's, that. That's fair. So the Hostess Ninja Turtle pies—they weren't around for very long. They appeared in 1991 so i was like what two two and a half when this happened and they were only out for like a 20 week period i guess i read on wiki i don't know how true or accurate that is but that's what wiki says i'm going with that you gotta trust the wiki for sure now they're they're one of the rarest tmnt food items to date uh they were vanilla pudding pie with a green glaze on the outside i never had one of these personally i do remember seeing them out on store shelves they had <laughs> this is the other thing they had this like really creepy michelangelo store standee he kind of is gorilla shaped almost he's really like massive most of the time like when you see the turtles in like cartoon form or whatever like the front of their their bellies they have like usually like four spaces you know what i'm talking about yeah. it almost looks like abs or pecs or whatever well this has like eight like you know <laughs> he's like massive i don't know if you've ever seen it but it is fucking kind of ridiculous looking yeah the people at hostess just had the worst artists back then apparently they were like right yeah you know that turtle show that the kids like, like <laughs> i don't know i'm 50 but i'll do my best <laughs> yeah now, what they didn't nail in the store standee stuff, uh, they did in the artwork on the covers of, like, the wrappers and stuff. So there was five different variations of artwork. Uh, four of them had each individual turtle on them doing different poses. They're not all the same. And then the fifth one had all four of them on it. So, you know, you can imagine going, being a kid in the early 90s and going into a store and seeing these, like... There's no way, even if it's tasting like dog shit, you're going home with this regardless. Well, absolutely. I mean, and was there any sort of an incentive other than the fact that it was a green colored pie with like turtles on the package? Yes, absolutely. And that's the next thing is that some of these came with stickers. Others came with trading cards. And some of them had like these trading cards that were like, they had this hollow foil kind of thing going oh. on with them. They were like silver, but like, you know, the light shines on them and they're kind of rainbowy. Okay. Okay. And it's the same, same artwork that's on the front of the cover too. Like for the most part, it may be slightly different. So they were doing the whole uh, bubble gum inside of uh, trading. Yeah. Type of yeah, idea. man. It's funny that you mentioned before that it was kind of like opening a pack of like old Fleer or Tops trading cards. Cause yeah, this is kind of spot on with that. Like you get your treat and you also get this card that's in there i never really looked at it that like that until you mentioned it yeah yeah i didn't even mean to draw those parallels it's just that's what's always uh, come to mind when i open one of those pies i'm just like damn i wish there were right. some uh, trading cards in here or maybe a temporary <laughs> tattoo <laughs> that would be sick temporary tattoos and a a pie fucking bag that would be i'd be all right with that imagine it rubs off onto the pie yeah, that'd be pretty cool because then you got like 
<laughs> you got a design right on your pie. <laughs> so it would be easy for these to come back, I think. Like, Turtles hasn't gone anywhere. Uh, it's taken a couple of paths that a lot of people maybe wouldn't have liked to see, but I don't know, I guess Seth Rogen or whoever is doing a new one soon. So, I don't know, Hostess, get on that shit. And I feel like if there's anybody that would endorse a snack pie to go with his movie, it'd be Seth Rogen. So this just seems like the perfect pairing. Yeah, absolutely. And you could throw, I guess, if you wanted to enjoy them now, you could just get a normal vanilla pie in the store and just throw some, like, sugary green glaze over top of it and call it a day but is it really the same as going into the store and getting a bag of these that has ninja turtles all over the front of it no not at all not if you have to do it by yourself so i don't know let's see it let's bring it back bring it back hostess an important announcement regarding okay soda due to the controversial nature of this product a toll-free number has been established to handle stories regarding its consumption that number is 1-800-i-feel-okay we encourage you to report the good things that happen when you drink okay. Also, we encourage you to report the bad things that happen. When okay, you... Grimy. What's up? Okay. You doing okay? <laughs> oh, I see where you're going with this one. Okay. You you okay? I'm okay. How are you? Uh, are you okay? I, I'm, I'm okay. You know what's yeah. not okay? At least anymore. What's that? Okay. <laughs> Okay is not okay. <laughs> that's that's right. <laughs> okay is dead, dude. It's dead. Yeah, it is. It certainly is dead. Do you think anybody's figured out what the fuck I'm talking about yet? I'm thinking probably not. So why don't you explain it probably a little bit? Not. What is why is okay not okay? Okay is not okay, Grimy, because I am talking about the long discontinued okay soda released by the Coca-Cola company back in 1993. And uh, I don't know if you have any memories of this. Again, basically before my time, because I was born in 93, so I never got to experience this soda. But uh, I see pictures of these cans online pretty frequently, and I have to admit, I feel like what they were going for with this soda would have absolutely appealed to me back then because it appeals to me now. And that's kind of why I want to see it come back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I remember seeing this on store shelves, but I've never never had one. Uh, the can designs are really cool, though. I love I love the artwork. Yeah, so like a little bit of a backstory. I guess I'm, I'm going to describe what I'm seeing here in front of me quickly. Um, so it's definitely got like a Diet Coke vibe about the can and the coloring and everything. Um, it's a mainly silver can. And right. it's it's got some white and Coca-Cola red embellishments all throughout. But it's got this really weird art style, which I looked it up, and it's supposedly the neo-noir design. And I don't know why when I hear neo-noir, I think of Nick Cage, but I just do. So I feel like okay. Nick Cage was probably <laughs> into this soda, like, big Nick time Cage. back in the day. But that's an assumption. That's an assumption. Don't quote me it's on fair. it. fair. I feel like that's a fair <laughs> assumption, though. It's not just like you didn't just pull that out of air. That's a fair assumption. It's a, it's a, it's a fair. Okay, thank God, it's a fair assumption. Yeah. So fair. yeah, it's got this really um, interesting art style where it's sort of all over the place. It takes like this abstract approach on some cans, and it takes a like a almost like a 
cartoony like Tintin. Do you know? You remember that? Oh yeah, I remember cartoon? Tintin the cartoon. Yeah, like some some stuff kind of looks like Tintin. Uh, it's it's just really weird. So it's got this like very unique aesthetic about it, and I'm kind of like. Well, that's very out there for a brand. Why, you know, you look at Coke, you look at Pepsi, any of these. Every now and then they'll do a special can where it's got some different artwork on it as a sort of a promotion. But this OK Soda, it's just like every can is different almost. And that's yes. kind of the appeal of it. And it was very interesting because I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is the point of this soda is, right? And right. I guess... The whole idea behind this soda was that it was created to appeal to the Gen X demographic, uh, yes. which I think is really funny because Coke's like, I don't need old people. We got them hooked with Coke Classic. Uh, New Coke was kind of a bomb. That was supposed to appeal to a younger generation, and it didn't work. So I think this was sort of their attempt again at capturing that younger crowd, but in the 90s versus in the 80s, you know. Um, sure, yeah. And, like, looking at it, I was reading, and supposedly, according to the guy who sort of headed the OK Soda project, uh, he was, quote, trying to appeal to that generation's cynicism, <laughs> which is really funny to me because that translates in my brain to, these kids love that grunge crap. They want their soda to be grunge, yeah. <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah. How can we market Nirvana in a can? <laughs> exactly. Like, I was just thinking about it, and it's like, so they're seeing the trends. They see Pearl Jam. They see Alice in Chains, Nirvana, and they're like, these kids love this crap. How do we make it into a soda and sell them sugar water? Which I just think is, like, the most old-timey way of thinking ever. Uh, yeah. And I don't think it did super well back then because it was only around for, like, two years max. So. Right. So it failed after only catching 3% of the beverage market, I guess. You know, it kind of makes sense to me. So this guy who actually created this stuff, do you, do you know who he is? It's Sergio Zyman. Do you read anything about him? No, I don't know much about him. All right. So funnily enough, he actually worked closely on New Coke and was hired back at Coca-Cola after New Coke was, you know, disappeared and all that. He also helped revamp the designs for Diet Coke and Coca-Cola Classic, which kind okay. of, you know, gave him his creative freedom with another project and that's actually how OK Soda came to be. And another fun fact, this guy Sergio Zyman, he actually is the dude that conceived Fruitopia. Really? Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. And Fruitopia was a runaway success back in the day, so. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not even being facetious about that, like it actually was. People love Fruitopia, so. We still love Fruitopia and don't be oh, surprised yeah. if it, you know, shows up on this show eventually. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, no, I, I mean, at least he had one sort of runaway success because clearly sure. OK Soda was not that. But, yeah, I don't know. In reading about it, uh, I just thought it was really funny. Just, like, the idea behind the brand, like, it just very much appeals to me. Like, it, it really is kind of like the grunge soda, <laughs> which I think is, is great. Yeah. Like, I was looking it up, and they had a few different, quote, manifestos, right? My favorite being, and I quote here, what's the point of OK well, what's the point of anything? <laughs> Can you imagine being in a boardroom and just throwing that out? Like somebody's like, so what's the point of this? Why are we investing money in this? And he's like, what's the point of anything? Why are you investing money in anything? And then some somebody in that boardroom was like, you know, he's right. <laughs> and then went home and had an existential crisis. And he's like, damn, that OK Soda is really shaking up the beverage world, I'll tell you. <laughs> 
I'm actually looking at a couple of quotes here. One of them is, okay, soda is better than artificial wood grain. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> like, what are, what are they talking about? Atari? I don't... I, no idea. <laughs> Fucking weird. Um, yeah, so I was reading about it because, again, I never got the, a chance to try it, and it sounds like you didn't get a chance to try it either because you're probably pretty young. No, yeah, so I was just going to ask you, is it, what is this? I read a couple of things other places, but did you find anything out? Like, what was it supposed to taste like? Yeah, it's really interesting. So <clears throat> I see some people describing it uh, as like like a cola, but it had a more citric taste than cola. So well, immediately my mind went to like Pepsi because I think Pepsi has a more citric taste than Coke. Yeah. You know, it definitely dabbles in more of like the, the orange and the citrus flavors. But the same person said it almost tasted like a fruit punch version of Coke's Fresca which I thought was oh. really interesting. Uh, somebody else described it as being slightly spicy and then co- likened it to a combination of orange soda and flat Coca-Cola, which is, you know, what everybody wants in a soda. Uh, they want to think that it tastes flat. So, hmm. Wow. Yeah, so I, I, did, I did a little bit of digging, and the most I could find out was unique fruity soda. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> right, right. So initially I was thinking it was going to be sort of like a, an offshoot of Coca-Cola, but from everything that we're sort of reading here, it just sounds like it's just very unique flavor and sort of fruity. And I also saw somebody else describing it as, and I've never heard of these terms before, suicide, swamp water, or graveyard. Do you know what that means? Wow. No, but I'm intrigued to figure that out. So uh, very interesting because I've never heard it described this way. But that's basically when you just you're at McDonald's or whatever and you walk up to the soda machine and then you just put a bunch of different sodas together. Oh, okay. See, you know, I used to do that all the time, but I've never heard that before. Me neither. So now you can call that one of three things, either suicide, swamp water or graveyard, which I thought was very interesting. So learning a lot on this show today, Grimey. That's beautiful. I love 2022 already. Me too. Well, some of it. (laughs) Uh, All right. One last thing that I want to bring up before we move on to to your next pick is, um, again, in doing research here, I guess one pretty big thing uh, that they use to sort of promote OK Soda and get sort of buzz circulating around about it is um, the prize can. So the prize can is exactly what it sounds like. And when you know the the guy or whoever would show up to fill a vending machine not every time they would fill it up but every now and then there'd be a a fake dummy can when you put your money in to get the the soda that would drop instead of a real soda when you opened it up it had stuff inside of it like a hat or a shirt or something like that um so basically just (laughs) sort of a viral marketing scheme and then, like, it would have 50 cents so that you could buy yourself an actual soda. Oh, see, that was going to be my next thing. It's like, so you got a soda and you get a fucking hat? Like, where the fuck is my soda? That's nice that they gave him the 50 cents back. <laughs> so this, I, I only bring this up because I, this actually happened to me once, though it really? wasn't with OK Soda. I was in elementary school, and this was back when they still allowed, like, vending machines in elementary school. Right. And uh, I went and I got a Gatorade at one point, and... A, a dummy Gatorade bottle dropped down and I was pissed at first because I was like well damn I just wanted to drink but it's <laughs> it turned out that I actually got like a Gatorade shirt or oh no 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 it wasn't a shirt you know what it was it was Gatorade sweatpants like for your wrist oh that's sick 
which was kind of dope. I was like, that's, oh, that's kind of sick. Yeah. So I got some Gatorade sweatbands and it also had 50 cents in it so I could buy myself an actual Gatorade. So uh, I'm ending here because I just really want them to start doing that again. Like, give me an incentive to hit a vending machine. Give me some prize cans back, you know? Oh, yeah. Have you ever thought about drinking a lava lamp? Could those flashy colors be matched with exotic flavors? Only the lamp's creators know what's in them. But would you risk your life to uncover their secret? This is What If. And here's what would happen. All right, so this next one I actually just bought a couple of days ago on eBay. And it is Orbitz from the Clearly Food and Beverage Company. Now, Orbitz was introduced in 1997 and discontinued in 98. It was here for a very short period of time. It was a non-carbonated fruit-flavored drink with these edible floating orbs. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, big time. Um, I was sentient at this point. I like to say that because while I was alive for most of these things, I was not paying attention to them. But I do remember seeing Orbitz, and I think I even had some older cousins who used to get it pretty frequently when this was out. And I don't think I ever tried it, but I was always very intrigued because it just looked like a lava lamp that you could drink yeah yeah basically a lot of actually a lot of places they kind of advertised it as a, a lava lamp drink so i never had this as a kid either i remember my older brother having it once and kind of like offering me a sip while we we're in the car together and I, at, at that point in time you know i was what six seven years old absolutely not you know i'm not near as adventurous then as i am now <laughs> yeah. but nowadays you know i'd be all for it and i don't think that necessarily it would be uh, a big hit it would hit for us nostalgia heads you know it would keep us happy but like i think it would be one of those things where it would be an internet sensation kind of thing where it's like a reaction video kind of material like the turkey dinner candy corn and yada yada like, I don't think this is going to be the thing that you're, you know, summertime, you're dying of thirst, and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, I want one of them Orbis drinks. Yeah, no, you'd get one to try it, to take a picture for Instagram, and then you'd be like, all right, I'm good, you can discontinue this again. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like with Zima a couple years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Like, nobody's crazy about Zima. Like, we weren't, like, dying for Zima or anything. We were just excited it was back and it was familiar. Yeah, pretty much. Brought back all those times you were, like, you know, laying half dead in a cornfield somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I never experienced that, but I did buy a case of Zima when it came back out, and boy, that's, that shit was gross. Yeah, did you dip your uh, Jolly Ranchers in it? No, I didn't. I didn't know that was a thing no. that people. Oh were. yeah, that was that was the thing. But anyway, that makes uh, sense. just wanted to get your opinion overall. I know if, based on our old Thanksgiving show that we did, I, I'm assuming you're a texture guy. How do you feel about something like uh, these little gallon gum floating orbs in a drink? They're marketing it as a texturally enhanced alternative beverage. Do you think it's texturally enhanced, or do you think it flat out ruins it? Yeah, you know, I don't know. This is this is a toss-up. I'd really have to try it to know if it's, like, good or bad. But I'm yeah. sort of leaning on the side of bad because it's <laughs> – I don't know. It just sounds like like tapioca pudding, like if you thin that out and then, like, drank it. Like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of – Sure. Yeah, I could see that from that angle too. Like, I don't know how I feel about it. And the other thing is, like, 
I don't know enough about this beverage. Like, are these little floating ball things, like, are they flavored? Do they have a taste to them? Or is it just texture in general? I'm assuming they soak up some of the flavor from the, uh, the drink itself. Right, right. But can't confirm that. You can confirm that. You can open up your 25-year-old uh, bottle and take a swig right now. Oh, I'm telling you right now, it's looking kind of like piss. Like it's it's tainted yellow. It's it's not clear anymore. And uh, the the only thing that was really important to me is that the little orbs were still floating. Every once in a while, you'll go on eBay and see a listing with a bunch of them that have like all the little ball things just like dead on the ground. It's like I don't really want that one. That's not aesthetically pleasing anymore. But think about it. If my theory proves true that they soak up the flavor of the drink. That means that they've had 25 years to soak up that flavor. And boy, those little beads are probably going to be hella <laughs> flavorful. So you're thinking that they're like the uh, the gummy bears that have been soaked in vodka for 15 years? Kind of like a, a wine, you know? You store a, a wine, wine properly <laughs> and it just ages and gets better over time, you know? So maybe this is like a wine. Maybe it's just like incredibly flavorful and delicious now. Yeah, but it's the wine that your grandmother smashed with her feet to make. <laughs> you saying my grandmother had gross feet? No, man, no. I'm sure they were perfect feet. <laughs> I could hear you backpedaling right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the one thing that Orbitz does remind me of, have you ever seen the movie? It was a, a 90s remake of, a, I believe, like a 60s TV show called My Favorite Martian. Oh, yeah, had, actually. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think it has, if I'm remembering correctly, it doesn't have Jeff Daniels, and then it's Christopher Lloyd as the alien. Yes, sir. Um, but there's a point in that movie where Christopher Lloyd is like, he doesn't know what the hell is going on. So yeah. he, like, grabs a lava lamp and then starts chugging the lava lamp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's what I associate this uh, w orbits with, is Christopher Lloyd disgustingly chugging a lava lamp, so... Yeah, you know, and that actually makes it appeal to me more, honestly. <laughs> like, th it's cool that this drink already looks like it's from an alien planet, but, like, now that you've uh, matched it up with my favorite Martian, I'm sold on it. You, you are the only person in the world who just got sold on that <laughs> by yeah, 100%. me making a comparison to my favorite Martian. <laughs> and, hey, I tell you what, if they want to bring it back, they can just make my favorite Martian, too, and throw that right on the cover of these bottles yeah and uh my favorite i mean christopher lloyd would definitely do a sequel you know he's not above i that. think so yeah. yeah oh actually so i did a little bit of digging and there's not a lot of info on wiki or anything online but it does say that the company wanted to do a small batch to kind of like keep the nostalgia crowd happy and it does seem like that did happen within the last couple of years but I, I haven't found a lot of information on it online. And the, the, what I did find that there was somebody, I'm not going to mention any names, who did post an image of this a while ago and quickly deleted this image. And I guess the reason was because they didn't want any backlash on it, I guess. They didn't want to hear all the drama. And um, the drama would be that the, the floating orbs weren't put back in this drink. So, like, is it really still orbits if it doesn't have that? 
Well, I'd argue that there's been 25 years of scientific advancements in research. Maybe at, at some point in the last <laughs> 25 years, somebody said, you know, that wasn't healthy for human consumption. Uh, <laughs> we don't know. They could have settled a lot of lawsuits. Maybe a lot of people died from orbits. Maybe. Maybe not. All I'm saying is bring it back, do it right, put Christopher Lloyd on the front of it. <laughs> Solid. I didn't think, didn't think we were getting there this episode, but here we are. <laughs> Because <laughs> I've got a golden ticket I've got a golden twinkle in my eye I never So, for my next pick, one of my favorite movies as a kid when I think many kids' favorite movie was uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the old Gene Wilder movie. Yeah. Were you down with that movie when you were a kid? Yes, and I'm glad you said that. Not fucking. Don't get me wrong. Everything that uh, Tim Burton does is is okay. Like I get it. Everyone loves Tim Burton, but I fucking hated Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> So when Charlie and the Chocolate Factory came out, I actually liked it because I think I was the right age for that movie. Yeah, but, I feel uh, like that's that's fair. Yeah, watching it as an adult, yeah, not my bag, not my bag. But uh, yeah, the the one thing that the Tim Burton remake did good for us is that it somehow got Nestle to produce a bunch of different Wonka candies that we had never had before. Right, so yep. we had nerds, we had Laffy Taffy, all those things, but we never really got any sort of chocolate Wonka candy. And I mean that the original movie came out like thirty years prior, so there was like thirty years worth of kids just like, well, what the hell? Why can't I have a Wonka bar? Why can't I have a Scrum Diddlyumptious bar? You know? Oh yeah, this is completely true. I remember walking into stores after watching this movie, like, man, I would really kill for a Wonka bar. They just look so good, and they're probably different from like Hershey's bar. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, um, in my research, I I found that uh, Quaker Oats, believe it or not, were actually the the people who made the chocolate. For the movie back in the day. They sure were. Which I thought was real weird because Quaker Oats, like, partially funded that movie, which yes. I would never have guessed in a million years. Yeah, um, that's kind of weird. And I have also found out, so even after that movie came out, like, supposedly they had some sort of a problem with their formula for those chocolate bars. So they never actually put them out um, for very long. Like, I guess that they had to pull them off of the store shelves. Like, so I think they hit the, sh the shelves for a little bit after the original movie came out, but then just sort of disappeared and were never to be seen again. Well, back in 2005, when the, the remake came out, good old Nestle had bought the rights to the Wonka bar and, uh, came swooping in like the hero of the day and put out all these chocolate Wonka candies that we'd always wanted to try. And dude, I have to tell you, the Wonka bars were incredible. Did you ever have those when they came out? No. So like you said, they came out in 2005. Uh, I was a huge fan of Willy Wonka, like I said before already. Uh, but by the time 2005, these things came around, I wasn't interested in them. I was in, what, like 11th grade, I think. So I was like, mm, didn't really True. give a shit. So no, I unfortunately, I completely passed over these. But had they happened now, I would have been all for it. 
Oh, yeah. Well, it's too bad because, let me tell you, like, they were so delicious. Like, I remember we were at Toys R Us one day because that was the only place that we could find these. And my mom was actually the person to find them. And she was like, huh, Wonka bars. And so she said to me and my sister, you guys want to try a Wonka bar? And I was like, yeah, okay. Not really thinking anything of it. So the three of us, we each got one. And it all it was, it was like a really, really simple chocolate bar, but it was so delicious. It was just a milk chocolate Nestle bar, and it had bits and pieces of graham cracker in it. That's it. So it wasn't even a s'mores bar, which I think is kind of the key, because everything now seems like it has to be s'mores flavored. They've got right. to throw that marshmallow in there, right? And mm-hmm. this didn't have that. And it was just a very unique, solid chocolate bar. To the point where even my mom really liked them. So we sort of started going back to Toys R Us kind of frequently to get these because <laughs> we couldn't believe how good they were. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they were great. They they uh, The wrapper on them, it wasn't identical to the original movie or anything like that. But it right. definitely had, uh, you know, it was very reminiscent to what you would expect a Wonka bar to be like in real life, you know. Um, sure. And yeah, I mean, I think they even did a, you know, a tie-in thing with the remake movie where I think if I remember correctly, you could in one of them find uh, a golden ticket. Don't ask me what the golden ticket would have gotten you, probably some sort of, you know, movie related prize, but I still thought that it was cool that they A existed, B were delicious, and C you could actually possibly find a golden ticket. So it kind of made you feel a little bit like Charlie. That would have been awesome to receive a real golden ticket. I mean, holy shit. We've been wait- waiting for those to happen like what 30 years? Oh yeah. Well, more now. I think we're heading up on 50. <laughs> Is it 50? Yeah crazy oh my god living childhood dreams yeah so uh, if i could bring back like realistically bring back anything on this list it would probably be a wonka bar because it's not that hard to make people are still interested in willy wonka it's just a really easy chocolate bar to make and there's that prequel coming up with uh what's his name timothy chalamet and oh, yeah. he's playing willy wonka so i really think anything on this list has a chance of coming back it's probably this, like within the next couple of years. A little off topic here. Uh, if I could have anything from Willy Wonka actually be real, it would be their form of everlasting gobstoppers. Not the, the circular ones, but the ones that are like star-shaped 3D objects. <laughs> I've always thought about that too, but I have no idea how to get that thing in my mouth. Right, or how they would make it and... I don't know. Yeah. It would probably suck. It's going to sound real weird, but the only thing that I want to exist is the flavored wallpaper because I love the idea of going up and licking a wall. Yeah, the schnozberries taste like schnozberries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Bring back Wonka Bar, but also, low-key, we have the technology. I know we do. Make a flavored wallpaper already, goddammit. You know, if it ain't twisted, I ain't interested. I mean, check out my bubble yum cotton candy bubble gum. Definitely twisted. Nothing looks even close to this warrant, and the flavor dries my taste buds off the deep bed. I know this one's probably going to sound kind of crazy to our listeners. Everyone still thinks this product is around. It's definitely not around. Sometimes when these things vanish, they go quietly into the night, and there's not like some crazy formal announcement. And this latest victim happens to be 
Bubblegum's very own cotton candy bubblegum. Yeah, it's so crazy. I don't I don't understand why cotton candy bubblegum of all the things that exist right now was the thing to get axed. Yeah, it's kind of strange. I don't know. When I look at the grand scheme of things, there's not really a demand for chunk bubblegum nowadays. It's not like it was when we were kids. This was basically like currency in high school for us as kids. Are these fucking assholes want to dick with you today? Well, you know, here's some bubblegum. Just leave me alone for the day. And usually it was cool. Or like, oh, you have such and such candy. Well, I'll trade you some bubblegum for that. You know, no problem. It's, it's true. I really couldn't get rid of people in high school. Like, they would not leave me alone if they knew that I had a pack of gum on me. Right. It's kind of a blessing and a curse because you could make an instant friend or an instant enemy if you didn't feel like giving up your last piece of gum to somebody that you didn't care about. Mm-hmm. So this stuff was discontinued in 2019, and I know that it's discontinued because I spoke to Hershey's, and I spoke to Armani, I believe her name was, and I just wanted to make sure so I'm not lying and talking shit to all you guys on the air. So... I wanted to know, what is your take on cotton candy stuff in general? Do you like it? Do you hate it? I, I usually tend to like cotton candy stuff. I think okay. uh, usually it's it's pretty good. And I mean, as a kid, loved cotton candy stuff. Couldn't get enough of it. Cotton candy right. blizzard over at DQ, fantastic. Yes. Uh, I think there was even like a cotton candy candy out at one point, if I remember correctly. But oh, I'm sure. I think it's always usually pretty pretty good. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of cotton candy stuff in general. Uh, not so much, like, I don't know. I, I do like cotton candy, like the actual cotton candy. It's good. But, like, I like cotton candy-flavored things more, I think. And when I think of cotton candy-flavored things, usually it's ice cream I immediately think of, or it's this. Every time I think of cotton candy bubblegum, it's like, oh, yeah, the punk duck and the blue and the pink packaging, that, like, really nice color scheme. This was literally a staple in my childhood, this bubblegum, and I can't fucking believe it's gone. Yeah. So when I was in elementary school, every year, I'm sure that you can relate, we'd have a science fair, and everybody would have to make up a poster board and give a presentation about some little BS scientific-esque thing. That you decided okay. to research. Well, I've never been a science boy. And uh, one year, I vividly remember being so annoyed that I had to do it that I came up with something I thought was very brilliant. I said, okay, you know what's scientific? Seeing which bubble gum blows the biggest bubbles. <laughs> and it was, like, really genius on my part because I got my parents to buy me a bunch of different bubble gums that, obviously, I only had to chew one piece for everything that I tested so then i had like packs and packs of this stuff left over um and it wasn't really science it was literally just like chewing gum and then blowing bubbles and measuring the bubbles which my dad did because i couldn't measure my own bubbles so it was a pretty sweet deal but the moral of the story here is i didn't win at all that i came probably in like last place (laughs) but i didn't care because i had a bunch of extra gum and bubble yum actually blew the biggest bubbles from what i remember I was just going to ask you which one won, but I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, and I remember specifically, because there was a bunch of different bubble yums to choose from, I picked the cotton candy bubble yum because I thought that was the best flavor. And uh, yeah, it kind of hurts knowing that it's not around anymore. It's one of those things that Mm -hmm. I always took for granted, especially as an adult, because I'm like, yeah, it's there, and maybe on the off chance uh, every five years I want to chew one piece, I can go buy a pack. And now it kind of sucks knowing I can't buy any more bubble yum cotton candy so yeah very sad very sad it is it is and i know that the punk duck is still around on the original flavor but he looked way cooler on the cotton candy one so uh yeah 
If there's any inclination for them to bring it back, it's to help out the punk duck. I think that they should make an animated punk duck and then let Gilbert Gottfried voice him because he was <laughs> robbed of his Aflac duck years ago. That just seems Aflac. like a perfect fit. Yeah. Gilbert Gottfried, holy fuck. A, that was him? A punk duck? Come on, that's ama- That's the most Gilbert Gottfried thing around. I'm stuck. I'm so hungry I could eat a whole zebra. Ah, we're fresh out of zebra. Any antelope? Nuh-uh. Hippo? Nope. Listen, kid, if you live with us, you have to eat like us. Hey, this looks like a good spot to rustle up some grub. Ew, what's that? A grub. What's All right, well, okay, so I know... We're kind of in the middle of winter right now, and it's not the best time to be talking about popsicles and ice cream. But something that's never left my mind that I would absolutely bring back in a second if I could was this line of ice cream and popsicles from Nestle, and it was called Cool Creations. Do you remember anything from this Cool Creations line, Grimy, or was it sort of not your your jam? Were you not paying attention at that time? So I do remember uh, one thing from Cool Creations, and I can't remember what it's called, but it was like, uh, you know how they have the drumstick ice cream cones? Yes. They had like these sprinkles. I want to call them sprinklers. Is that what they were called? So I couldn't find out if they were actually called sprinklers or not, but that does sound right to me. Um, What I did find is a picture of what you're talking about. It was actually a tie-in for Lion King. Um, So they were Lion King basically drumsticks uh and they had the nonpareil sprinkles on the top and the cone itself was custom and it had like a lion's paw baked right into the cone which i thought was really really kind of oh yeah yep i actually Um, see them right now yeah yeah so pretty wild but that's not my actual pick here um i know it's kind of a cheat to say i'd bring the whole cool creations line back so the one if i had to choose that i would bring back were the Timon and Pumbaa, uh, they're called Bug Pops. So these were your standard Popsicle. um, And it it had this weird, almost like liquidy center. Kind of like the Nickelodeon Slime Pops back in the day, which were also great. I would definitely bring those back too, but uh, that's for a different show. We'll get to that. (laughs) Yeah. So these Bug Pops, it had that really interesting shape that you don't see in Popsicles anymore, where it was like really cylindrical. It had like a flat top to it, which I don't know. I really loved that that shape Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. There's something about it that just... It's appealing. Yeah, exactly. It's a texture thing, man. It's a mouthful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, But yeah, inside the Pops, they had these gummy bugs, which I don't know about you, but whenever you freeze a gummy and put it inside of like an ice cream or a pop or something, this really weird thing happens where... As the pop is melting, the gummy is also sort of starting to defrost. So it becomes this, like, weird, slimy, soft texture that is unlike anything else in this world. And it sounds gross, but they're actually really delicious. Like, no, I really, yeah. really love that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's an interesting texture. I, I always like that texture, too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would bring those back because I missed that, like, gummy inside of a popsicle texture right but man that whole line i mean i remember when i looked this up having way more of these than i remembered there being initially so i immediately remembered the bug pops but then the other thing that i remembered that 
I really do genuinely miss um, were these little ice cream cups. Like it was just straight up ice cream, vanilla ice cream, kind of like a, a hoodsie cup type mm-hmm. of a thing. They were called movie cups and they did it for Pocahontas and they did it for the Hunchback of Notre Dame. But they had these this art around the, the little paper cups and it was themed to whatever movie you know was out at the time. And right. on top, they would sprinkle these. They were sweet tarts that were in the shape of characters from the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, I do remember yeah. those. And it was it was so interesting. I, I remember really, really liking it as a kid because it, it seems like a really weird combination, like vanilla ice cream and then sweet tarts. Sweet but tarts. It, it was very unique, and I really loved it as a kid. I uh, yeah. don't know if I'd love it as an adult, but I would definitely try it again at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, yeah. And so, and then we had the, you know, the Lion King cones, like I just mentioned. And then the only other couple that I were able to find, again, were uh, popsicles. And one of them were called Tigger Tails. And as you might expect, it's Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. And they were striped. I believe it was like orange and grape striped all the way up the pop to give the appearance of Tigger's tail. And then the one that I completely forgot about, but then memories came rushing back when I saw the package, they were Gargoyles Exploding Pops. Because Gargoyles was like the hottest property back in the day that we don't talk about anymore. But really, Gargoyles like took the world by storm. And these had Pop Rocks inside of the Popsicle. So when you would, you know, get down a certain point, it would start popping off in your mouth which that's what she said uh (laughs) but but yeah they're really good so everything from that whole cool creations line if i could be greedy i would bring literally everything back but i guess just a bigger thing to mention is i just miss the movie tie-in like they don't do it like they used to if it was anything that i would bring back it would definitely be these just like you um these are amazing for one pretending to eat real bugs that's a dream come true as a kid (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, I used to have these quite often. My grandmother, she used to get these all the time. It was either between these or the Flintstone push-ups, and I always picked this over that. And then the flavors on top of that. So like you said, they're filled with uh, the centers filled. They have a grape with an orange center, and then there's a cherry with an orange center. The orange center, awesome. I love the whole thing of having like that softer inside. And then the extra added bonus with this and we were getting you were talking about the uh the movie tie-ins this particular one they would always come with these free they called them magic cards inside um, right which was like i don't know you call them like that uh is it lenticular is that the the name i think so you're talking about when you'd move it and then it would sort of animate itself yeah our like old kindergarten dj set you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah so these came with cards inside of them so uh yeah if we could just start bringing back uh movie cards inside of ice pop boxes that would be great too (laughs) absolutely i just advertise the kids again man (laughs) i know like we we went down this whole rabbit hole of like it's bad to to advertise the kids kids are getting fat because of it and it's like yeah, but it was so fun and so cool. <laughs> I don't Nowadays, know. kids just get their hands on meth. I mean, literally. No. Well, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> they can get on that dark web. <laughs> yeah, they stopped advertising for kids, and all of a sudden, every one of them shooting marijuana is in their eyes. 
<laughs> yeah. See, see, government, you want kids to stop doing drugs? Just give them bug pops. Treat yourself like you should. Treat yourself oh so good. With chocolate kudos for an Ola snack. There's pleasure so big and light. You'll love the whole great crunch. So next up, invading every 90s kid's lunchbox, the classic Kudos Bar. Yes, you are not kidding. It literally invaded every kid's lunchbox. That was the one snack that you couldn't trade with somebody else because everybody (laughs) had them. (laughs) Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And even if nobody else had them, you wouldn't give this away. This is the best thing about your lunch. Hell no, I wouldn't give those away. You're absolutely correct. These initially launched way before me and you in 1986, with the original flavors being fudge, peanut butter, and chocolate chip granola. Each one of these bars is covered in chocolate. So if there was one way to get kids to eat granola bars, it was to douse them in fucking chocolate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which I think is really funny looking back now because, like, everything that popular health and, like, nutrition experts say is, like, granola is good for you only in certain situations (laughs) if it's not packed with sugar and not covered in chocolate. And, like, you really have to be careful with it and don't eat too much. And back then they were like, granola is good for you. We'll just pack it with chocolate. But kids don't just like granola, (laughs) so we'll cover it in chocolate. Yes, yeah. (laughs) So it's like, hey, this thing that's kind of sort of maybe good for you, let's make it the least healthy thing around. Right. And parents bought it. They were like, oh, well, it's good for them. Yep. And it makes sense why they became hugely popular throughout the 90s. Like, us kids, these were legit candy bars to us. They didn't taste like we were eating a fucking granola bar. We were eating, like, a Snickers bar at our lunch cafeteria table. Like, it didn't get any better than that. Yeah, and funny that you mentioned Snickers because at a certain point, uh, I mean, they just stopped being that generic peanut butter, chocolate chip, whatever flavor and just straight up started being Snickers, M&M's, like they they just stopped hiding the fact that they they weren't candy at this point it was just like oh okay it's candy but it's got a little bit of granola inside of it instead of nougat yeah yeah that was later in 2011 they actually did that team up with dove m&ms and snickers and yeah that really did just kind of solidify that point like these aren't just granola bars these are snickers bars these are granola bars that have m&ms in them and then you know, they're covered in chocolate. Oh, they're so good. Fucking drooling just thinking about them right now. <laughs> if there's anything that you could make at home, like I know we just talked about not too long ago, like it's not the same, like if you make a turtle pie at home. Right. Like I think this is the only thing that you could probably make at home, and it would be almost exactly the same and probably just as good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, it, it would be really simple to do. Uh, I did think about doing that, honestly, and I'm still kind of thinking about it. So I'm not really sure when they officially discontinued. All I saw that there was a Facebook post, I guess, in 2017 that they officially announced that they were discontinued. I don't know if that means they were discontinued before then, like way before then or just at that time period. But I'm telling you what, I'm an adult. Every fucking day is packed lunch day now, so I need kudos back. (laughs) Uh, I will say I was kind of surprised, so kudos is no more. But... 
the Chewy Bars are sort of stepping up their game. I don't know yeah. if you've seen that, but in recent years, they've got the chocolate-covered granola bar where it's almost as good. So at least it sort of exists in some form or another, but I still need that brand name back. Busy bunch they were. They were always trying to get me to stay out all hours, chase women, party till dawn, but I didn't. And you know what? You wish you had. Every day of my life. Mr. Green. Pepper soda from Sobe. Better do the Cyber lizard. <laughs> Cyber lizard. Terminate the humans. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know what I'm talking about when I say cyber lizard? Or are you just like, man, this guy's losing his fucking mind? No, completely no. You're going with Sobe, Mr. Green. Hell yeah, baby. So good. <laughs> Dude, I miss the days when... Like, because, you know, family, friends, they always had kids who were slightly older than me. Yeah. And I'd look up to those kids and be like, wow, they're really cool. Mm -hmm. And I, I swear to God, every time I would see them, no matter which family friend it was, they always had a fucking Sobe in their hand. Oh, yeah. Or they just finished drinking a Sobe. Yep. <laughs> you know. This one, uh, this one for me, I feel like it fits the category of like. You know, Surge and Josta, like all the cool kids had this. Yeah, absolutely. This was this was where Josta and Surge were for like the mid to late nineties crowd. Sobe became that for like the early two thousands. Fuck yeah. And Sobe, like, I think it's still around, isn't it? In the form of Sobe Life Water, or did they discontinue that? You know, too? I'm not sure. I didn't really look into it too much. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a distinct line drawn in the sand where it was like we went from having Sobe to Sobe Life Water, yeah. as if like Sobe Life Water is gonna appeal to fucking like fitness and health nuts. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so I really have very fond memories of Sobe because I always thought that that's what cool kids would drink was Sobe. Um, which brings me to my pick here, which is Mister Green a Sobe soda. Um, so Sobe was sort of like a juice, right? right. Like standard Sobe. So Mr. Green was Sobe's, I think, first and probably only crack at an actual soda. Like soda. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, everything else, like you said, is juice. But it's like, you know, it all had that very edgy appeal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this was like, you know, this was back in the era where energy drinks were on the rise. Yes. And like everybody had an energy drink and everybody was drinking energy drinks mm -hmm. all the time. So this was Sobe's shot at like their energy drink. And it didn't last very long. It was only out from April of 2002, from what I was able to find out, to 2003 sometime. Mm. So definitely wasn't very popular i think we have red bull to thank for that because red bull was just Booming. probably still is like the most popular energy drink of all time yeah but yeah i don't know that red bull is fine it tastes pretty good i actually do like the taste of red bull, oh yeah same but, uh red bull's never had that cool factor the way that this soby mr green did right you know? right like i started this whole segment off by saying cyber lizard that is literally what they called the mascot yeah for this particular soda was a cyber lizard. Mm -hmm. And that is a fucking coolest thing I've ever heard, dude. As a 28-year-old man, I want a cyber lizard. I don't know what the fuck it is, but I'm sure, like, somebody could make an NFT because that seems like a thing that a cyber lizard would fit right at home at. So, like, Sobe, resurrect the cyber lizard as an NFT, and that will be the only one that I buy. Please, good company. Yes. And yeah, back to the, the, uh, the packaging of the bottle, like, 
you have the cyber lizard and in the background it's just like this bright red coloring oh, it just the color clashes really nicely and i love it yeah it clashes with the uh the green soda mm-hmm. it was a very very green colored soda yeah. and uh kind of christmasy in its way with the whole package theming mm-hmm. but uh i don't know there's just something about this i just really want to try this Sobe Mr. Green soda. It could be the most disgusting soda I've ever tried in my life, and I'd probably still buy a case every month just because I wanted people to think I was cool. Right. I mean, like... <laughs> so you've never had this before? No. No. Again, it was what all the old cool kids were getting to drink, and uh, I didn't get to drink it. So this is one of those me wanting to try it moments where I, gotcha. I think it's just worth it to bring Sobe back in general, like restore it to its former glory. But, yeah, give me this in particular because... I'm real tired. I'm real tired, and I need some energy. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm I'm burning out, <laughs> baby. So this stuff's pretty interesting. It's uh, I guess it's pepper flavored. Did you know that? It's like it's Are got a no, me? no. It's got like a pepper flavoring in it. <laughs> pepper flavored soda with energizing ginseng. I kind of love that. Which it kind of reminds me of this uh, this drink. It's called. Did you know the drink cocaine? Did you ever hear of that? It's an energy drink. Ah, uh, yeah, yes. So yeah. this is kind of the vibe it's giving me, like the idea of it anyways. I've obviously never had it, but I def- definitely drank the cocaine drink a long time ago when I was in Pittsburgh, uh, which later it changed its name to No Name just because of how controversial the name cocaine was, which is it's still available yeah. today. You can get it now, and they did rename it back to cocaine. But it's cocaine is a, a pepper drink. And the gimmick was that it like it kind of like made its way up into your nostrils, similar to like wasabi does. You know what I mean? You kind of feel it in your nose. Okay. Uh, and I'm assuming that's why it was named that. That's the vibe I get from this, though. The smelling salts of soda. Yeah. <laughs> wakes you up. <laughs> Very interesting. Uh, yeah. No, I just I want to try it again. That's it. That's that's it. I just want to be like one of those cool kids that I always looked up to. Even though they're probably all burnouts now, but you know, more than likely, I'm not a burnout. But if I drink it, I could redeem Mr. Green for everybody else. So let's see it. It began with a nut and a bolt that shook his top hat with a jolt. Pee Pee Crisp an idea for a munch, but with Graham Cookie outside for crunch. Inside a center so sweet, peanut butter cream, oh a treat! A taste so enormously grand made to fit in the palm of your hand. Pee Pee Crisp, Pee Pee Crisp, Pee Pee Crisp. Just recently, Derek, uh, I want to say it was about a year, year and a half ago, I was bidding on something on eBay that I did not win, unfortunately, and found out that not the LA Beast, he didn't bid on it himself, but someone bid on it for him and sent it to him, or someone bid on it and then just sent it anonymously. I don't know exactly this story, but he ended up getting this thing that I was bidding on, and that is none other than a bag of PB Crisps. Look at that. You got something in common with the uh, LA Beast, eh? So this, I think, actually went for, like, close to $300. So I was happy that I didn't. Yeah, man. Like, I didn't bid nowhere near that much on it. But, like, to watch it skyrocket to that, it's a sealed bag, you know. It wasn't the broke. The seal wasn't broken or anything. So completely untouched from whatever year, probably 90, 93 or 94. So you're saying by not spending $300, you had a good day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hold on, I need to get my bearings uh, straight. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 
I see what you did there. <laughs> so anyways, planners. This was a snack that came out in 1992 and it was discontinued in 95. These were a graham cookie shaped like a peanut with peanut butter inside. They also made a chocolate one. It was just called chocolate crisps. And then later on they made PB&J crisps. The PB&J ones were the ones that I was actually bidding on on eBay. I was going to say, that's the money. I'm, I'm shocked that that wasn't the first iteration yeah, of PB&J crisps. Yeah, I kind of was too. Like, I, the, they're, they're good, though. They're really delicious snacks, man. Like, if anything, out of this list, like, for me personally, I feel like this is the one I want to ultimately see come back. Like, even more than the turtle ones. I just, I don't know, something about these. So good. And I think even if it was just the PB&J ones, like I think those are the ones that need to come back ultimately. The, pe the peanut butter ones are good and the chocolate ones were okay, but the PB&J, like you said, it seems to be the no-brainer one and like the one they should have went with first in the lineup. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I know that I think the, the Wonka ones have probably the best chance of coming back, but this probably is the second best chance out of anything that we're talking about today because Planters has proven that they will pull something out of retirement oh, yeah. with the cheese balls. Yep. Even, yeah, even even ago. if it's just a packaging thing, like they've done they've done this a couple of times now. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think you have a reason to have some hope here cuz it's kind of in their history that they they pull foods out of retirement. So it is very possible that these come back, I think. Yeah. And the other thing I'm thinking is like just think about all the other different varieties they could do with these. Like what if they did and I mean I'm just spitballing here like a Nutella one or like I think the original PB&J was the strawberry jam. Like what if they did you know a grape jam or a blueberry jam or whatever like there's so many different varieties they could come out with yeah yeah or they did a pepper flavored one a pepper flavored one cross it over with mr green yeah and they put like a, a cyber lizard on the front of the cover how sick would that be a cyber peanut cyber peanut <laughs> yeah listen they killed off mr peanut once they can do it again and bring him back as nft peanut okay all right let's let's do it let's let's get into this 22nd century yeah <laughs> So there is a website actually right now. If you go to pbcrisps.com, it's not an official planter's website. It's just a, a fan-made site, it looks like, um, where you can sign up or whatever, sign something probably to help bring them back. Uh, the site even mentions the LA Beast endorsing the Bring Them Back movement. So, you know, hit their site. Let's see what we can do. Oh, my God. I'm looking at it right now. It's gotta be. It's gotta be LAB strike. <laughs> like, <laughs> wouldn't it be disguise? Wouldn't that be funny? It just has to be him, or or dinosaur Dracula, or both. That would Maybe be prime. Maybe it's just both of them, and they've they've formed a super uh, union in <laughs> private to to bring this snack back. You know. Oh yeah. Wow, I love this website. I'm scrolling, and there's just so much stock photos. Oh, yeah. And then on top of it, they're, they're putting, like, fake speech bubbles above all these people. Yeah. I really need my PB crisps. Mm -hmm. Seriously, why can't I buy PB crisps? How many times do I have to call planters? Yeah. and I <laughs> Listen, I love the passion. Yep. And I actually thought that the site was uh, outdated for a little bit there. Like, I didn't really scroll through it. I just, like, clicked on it, and I was like, oh, wow, yeah, there's, like, a whole site and everything, but it looks super fucking old. But then if you go down to the bottom... It actually shows the LA Beast on there and like him trying them on his YouTube channel or whatever. Yeah, it says at least 2021. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's good to know that it's updated. So uh, hit their website, do what you do, see if we can bring them back. I'm standing with Rory Tate, Circle Researcher. Recently, cameras recorded a strange circular object landing, which Rory is analyzing. Yes, as you can see, the outer shell consists of real milk chocolate, while inside our infrared scanners have revealed a peanut butter filling. Fascinating, but what is it? I have no idea. So you like peanut butter, do you, buddy? I do, buddy, friend, pal. Yeah, yeah, pal, you love peanut butter? Well, boy, friend, do I have the <laughs> the great peanut butter choice for you, bud, <laughs> pal. Uh, no, really, For I'm being serious. Uh, my last and final pick of the evening is... Reese's peanut butter bites. Hell Do you yeah. Recall these beautiful little BBs of peanut butter goodness? Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember this whole line. If I'm not mistaken, what they made Rollo, Kit Kat, and York peppermint patty ones as well as the Reese's one? Yeah, I remember the peppermint patty ones okay. for sure, but uh these Reese's ones are the ones that I always gravitated towards. And they come in this like um, really nice resealable bag. The Ziploc bag. Yeah. 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 Which I think came later on. So these were introduced in 1999. And the photo I've got in front of me, well, I've got two. But the one that I, I really remember are these uh, to-go little 99-cent packs. Oh, yeah. Um, those were really popular back in the day. Like the little to-go packs where it would just be like enough of a snack for you. Yeah, and super convenient. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, these were just so delicious. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell they did to these Reese's peanut butter bites, but it was like chewy. Oh yeah, the peanut butter yeah. inside was not similar to what you'd find in an actual Reese's peanut butter cup. It was like nougaty almost. Did, so did you ever have these? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Or? Yeah, I, I do remember having these. And these, I feel like they're kind of on the same wavelength as like a Butterfinger BBs kind of thing where they have the like the perfect ratio of everything. They have like a little bit of chocolate and that fucking beautiful like amount of inside. Like mm, just hit the spot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... These were definitely a favorite of mine back in the day. I remember getting these quite a bit when I would go to movies or, uh, you know, even sometimes they'd have them at Blockbuster if I went and I rented a movie, which uh, was always a great little treat. So I'd pick these up quite quite frequently. But, yeah, man, I really, really do miss these. They were really tasty, and I feel like they could do just as well now. So oh, without no reason a doubt. to not bring them back, in my opinion. I'm wondering, I'm not very well versed on the uh, candy bar front. Now, are these the same people that made Butterfinger BBs? Do you know? You know, I, it, I'm assuming not because it's a Hershey thing. And if I remember correctly, Butterfingers, Butterfingers is it Mars? Hershey. Uh, I'd have to look that up. All right. Because if, if so, if they're the same, uh, a little backstory about why actually Butterfinger BBs was done being made. Um, they sold off the equipment to make them. And the BB name belongs to a different company now. I can't remember which one. Uh, Ferrer Rocher. I, pr- I believe it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I just looked it up. Yeah, Butterfinger is part of the Ferrero family, which includes uh, Nutella. Yeah. 
the Kinder Eggs. Yep. And yeah, uh, Ferrero Rocher's, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, this was just uh, Hershey's own little imitation on the Butterfinger BBs, it looks like. That's interesting. And I'm, I'm wondering if that was like the idea. It was like, well, they have BBs. Let's put these out. Probably. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what Hershey's does, right? It is, yeah. Same thing with uh, like Reese's Pieces. They're like, oh, you got M&Ms? Well, fuck you. I'm going to fill them with peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so these were around for like five years or so. Came out in 1999, discontinued in 2004. And on the page, at least that I'm on, it's very interesting because it said that these were replaced by a successor called Reese's Swoops. The Swoops. You remember the Swoops line of candy? Yeah, so they were like in the shape of uh, potato chips, basically. They came in like a, yeah. a Pringle-looking little box kind of thing exactly which i thought that was really weird that like the swoops are what they considered a successor to yeah see i really don't buy that because even the swoops weren't really a lot around that long they weren't but i also did kind of enjoy fuck yeah they were good I, i think actually what i enjoyed more about the swoops was the fact that they the commercials back in the day did the swoop <laughs> oh yeah is. i do remember like that the- <laughs> oh you fucker that's gonna be in my brain for the rest of the night hell yeah <laughs> every time i call you now i'm gonna start <laughs> conversation off with swoop there oh, it no. is you're gonna fucking that's gonna be the end of the show he's never gonna talk to me again <laughs> so i'm i'm wondering if uh their idea behind swoops was to make them bigger so that people wouldn't choke on them because that's i guess that's why they discontinued these reese's bites is because they were a choking hazard and maybe the swoops was like ha you ain't choking on this shit bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true that's true uh, the only thing I can give to swoops over the bites is like you could do the the duck mouth with them. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. Just like uh, like Pringles, mm-hmm. and that's always a bonus. But yeah, no. If I've got to pick the better candy, it was absolutely bites. Uh, they were just so unique. Like I said, that texture on the inside, and they're really delicious and very very poppable. So. I would love to see those back again because I really do think it was sort of the perfect movie snack. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. Time for snacks. Time for snacks. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash the germs away. Wash the germs away. Time for snacks. Time for snacks. All right, that was our first of probably many junk food shows. As always, we want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment, and all that good stuff that helps little guys like us grow big and strong. And again, we are on Instagram now at Leftover Pizza Podcast, so make sure you're following for news and updates regarding the show. Derek, is there anything you want to add to this? Uh, no, no. I just want to say once again... I want Cyber Lizard back. <laughs> and if they could make Cyber Lizard drive a cyber truck from Tesla, you know, we'd really be living in the 21st century. So somebody make that happen. <laughs> Elon, I'm sure he could make that happen. Elon's so the guy. I'm appealing to Mr. Musk himself, probably also a fellow Mr. Green fan. Fucking <laughs> buy the rights and. Send me a cyber truck with cyber lizard plastered all over it. Thank you so much. God bless. <laughs> bless up. Bless up. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, no. Uh, other than that, yeah, just make sure you're listening and uh, subscribing and liking and following and all that fun jazz because we work really hard at it and it really means a lot. Hell yeah. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Chicken.